Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. The FT. I've spent the last couple of weeks clearing out my childhood bedroom, where I lived from the ages of seven to eighteen, and which also acted as a refuge during the odd turbulent patch of early adulthood. For reasons too complicated to explain, the room has remained intact since those days. To walk into it at any time over the last three decades was to stumble into a Sir John Soane's museum of the mid twentieth century. Replete with the music, literature, and ephemera of that time, what I have always regarded as junk has, with the passage of time, been relabeled as memorabilia. Some of it, I learn, is valuable. All of it has a story to tell. So here, in the spirit of the British Museum BBC project, a history of the world in a hundred objects, is a selection of things that I came across: a history of a corner of West London in ten keepsakes. And what they may tell us about the passing of the last half century. Number one, an invitation from Matthew Rowe to his tenth birthday party in 1968. How on earth are you, Matthew? Which told us we were to be taken to see the freshly released The Charge of the Light Brigade. There are many adjectives that can be applied to Tony Richardson's film: turgid, static, melancholy, but child-friendly is not one of them. Did we really manage to sit still for the whole charge? Parents, thank the Lord for Pixar. Number two, a facsimile of a British pound note featuring a group portrait of Abba in place of the Queen. This is from an era that thought that the exclusive pursuit of money, money, money was so ridiculous you could write a satirical hit song about it. Must be funny in the rich man's world, about as funny as the Charge of the Light Brigade. Besides, isn't it illegal to mess with the currency? Does the Queen know about this? Number three, a stash of unused Christmas cards that were stamped "British Embassy, Washington," where my father had worked, on the front. The colour photograph inside the card shows President Kennedy declaring Sir Winston Churchill an honorary citizen of the United States. The date of the photograph is April the ninth, nineteen sixty-three. Something happened between April and December, which meant that the cards didn't get sent. You can plan your Christmases too early. Number four, issue number seven, dated nineteen eighty-three, of Granta magazine, dedicated to quote the best of young British novelists. Here is that now famous roll call: Martin Amis, Pat Barker, Julian Barnes, William Boyd, Kazuo Ishiguro. Ian McEwan, Salman Rushdie, Graham Swift, Rose Tremaine, and more. I like the author's brief biographical notes. Ishiguro lives in London, where he sleeps during the day and eats enormous quantities of food at night. He is of samurai descent. Number five, four albums by Mike Nesmith from the Monkees. You remember the tall Texan with the woolly hat and edgy sense of humour. Turns out he was a decent musician. With a very pleasant line in light country music, but four albums. He at least knew his limitations. He called his 1973 album 
pretty much your standard ranch stash, which sums him up nicely. I looked up its highest position in the billboard chart online, and there was a dismissive dash in place of a number. Did no one buy it apart from me? Number six, a Don't Badger the Badger badge, which I'm sorry to say I used to wear because of the sharp wordplay rather than any feelings about the plight of the plucky animal. The campaign was evidently a failure. Far from being merely badgered, badgers are currently being blown away with high-velocity rifles in a countryside near you. The fight back starts here. Number seven, an unzipper banazi badge with a picture of Adolf Hitler emerging from a banana skin. Don't ask me. Number eight, a matchbox from Greece, illustrated by a portrait of that country's revolutionary hero Theodoros Kolokotronis, commemorating the one hundred fiftieth anniversary of the eighteen twenty one uprising against Ottoman rule. That's only on one side, though. On the other is a drawing of a phoenix, a mythological symbol of rebirth, which is partly covered by the silhouette of an armed soldier. These were the years of the military junta in Greece, and this sinister and barely coherent mashup of images gives you some idea of the regime's intellectual rigor. No wonder Greeks still smoke. Number nine, a small black and white photograph of the actress Anne Sheridan, given to my mother by my father. As a forget-me-not in the 1940s, I find it strange that amid the drama of a real-life wartime romance, feelings of love should have been mediated via an image of a movie star. It was an early intimation of the power of celebrity culture, which today tramples all over us, and it explained Andy Warhol to me. Number ten, a copy of John Lennon's Imagine, complete with a little picture postcard of him holding a pig by its ears. A famously dismissive dig at his fellow Beatle Paul McCartney. Imagine no possessions is its very first line. He could have picked a better time to ask me. For more downloads, go to ft.com/podcasts. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest thirty minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors Inc. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to eighty-nine percent off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over one million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code Program for a special offer. That's Stamps.com code Program.